Attention boys and girls, attention boys and girls. Should that be boys and ghouls? No, no, alas, I was incorrect the first time. Regardless, listen to Gatsy and Goosebumps at your own risks. Hardly my fault. Welcome to Gatsy and Goosebumps. Sorry, I didn't do the thing at the start. Welcome to Gatsy and Goosebumps, the show which I review every single Goosebumps book from Arl Stein's original series. Today we're discussing Goosebumps number 32. The Barking Ghost, and I'm not talking about my ex-wife. And we're enjoying a Evan and Tate breathing space. Seven Young Blank, 2016. And boy, is it an alcohol. Not much you can say about Tim Jacobus's classic cover art. But it's good, it's a dog, and it's scary. I think the book specifies the dogs in question are black labs, which this doesn't really look like. I don't know, yeah, look, I'll, yeah, I'll accept it. There's not much else you can do with the, the prompt of Barking Ghost. It offers a free terrifying tattoo, uh, not, not included in my edition, so I can't comment how terrifying the tattoo is. But tagline reads, bad dog. Really bad dog. I don't like that. They put really in italics and then capitalize bad. So which word am I supposed to emphasize? Bad dog. Really bad dog. It's a doggone nightmare. I say that about my morning commute every day. Scared of his own shadow. That's what everyone says about Cooper Holmes. But when the Holmeses move into a new house deep in the woods, scary things really do start happening. Perhaps the problem is, no one believes a scaredy cat like Cooper. But then no one else hears the bone-chilling barking late at night. Or run into two evil-looking dogs who disappear into thin air. Simple enough plot, Cooper is moving to Maine. I only mention Maine because... That's the setting of most of Stephen King's books. And he's moving to this new house deep in the woods with his parents and his dick of an older brother, Mickey, who's always pranking him and scaring him because Cooper's, Cooper's this scared guy who has big ears. They mention that quite a lot. Off the bat, you know, redrawing a lot of elements from previous, previous books. House in the Woods is very similar to Wealth of Fever Swamp for a while. It's just sort of Cooper's own sort of reflections. He doesn't interact with a lot of people for a while, which was very reminiscent of the sort of slow, methodical pace of the ghost next door. But I digress. He sees these dogs in the woods, these two angry black labs that keep disappearing whenever he looks at them twice. And one stage, they're inside his house, but then they disappear. No one believes him, of course. He initially thinks it's his brother Mickey, but then it becomes too convincing for him to think it's Mickey. He meets this girl called Margaret Ferguson. Margaret Ferguson is this weird girl. In the first conversation, she ends with saying like, "Dogs," and he's like, "What?" And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Why did you say dogs?" He's like, I didn't say dogs. And he's like, "Yeah, you did. You just you just said dogs." And he's like, "I don't know why I'd say that." Hmm, curious. Anyway. 
subplot about Margaret and Cooper trying to get back at uh, Mickey for all his mean pranks. Can never do it because Mickey's one step ahead. This is the bullying older brother, brother trope of Goosebumps, not the annoying younger sibling trope of um, Goosebumps. But eventually these two dogs get hold of Margaret and Cooper and they drag him out into the woods and like, hey, I think they want us to, they want to lead us somewhere. So they follow him to the woods, into this old shack in the middle of the woods. Again, reminiscent of, uh, well, for Fever Swamp. What's in the shack, you ask? Let's find out. Don't move, instructed a dry whisper of a voice. Who are you? I managed to choke out. What do you want? Why, do they, why did you dogs bring us here? Fergie demanded. That's Murder Ferguson's name, Fergie. We are not dogs, the voice growled. We are people. But I spotted silence, the voice commanded. Silence while you're in the, this is capitalized, changing room. The what? I cried. I cried that as well when I read this point. The red eyes fled. Centuries ago, my friend and I had an evil spell cast upon us. The voice continued, ignoring my question. The spell forced us to roam these woods as dogs. Ghost dogs. Too bad, I muttered. But what do you want for us for? The dog snickered. It sounded more like dry coffee and laughter. You are in the changing room, the voice joined us. For nearly a hundred years we have tried to get people in here, and now we have succeeded. And, I demanded, we're going to change places with you. Excuse me, you're going to what? We're going to change places, the voice repeated, and you should take ours. You'll be the ghost dogs. You'll roam these woods as we did forever. No way, etc, etc. They get the two dogs change places with with Fergie and the rest of the book is them trying to um, convince you know Cooper's parents that um, that they're not then they're not dogs, but you know, of course they can't because they're just dogs. They can't speak because they're dogs. So eventually they 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 drag. They just they just do what the other dogs dig it just drag the imposter cooper and imposter fergie who are living as as them now in back to the to the changing shack and change back except they don't because apparently two squirrels were in the changing the changing room at the time and um they the, the story ends with our heroes stuck permanently as um as squirrels this is this is the worst Goosebumps book I've ever read. It starts off as a boring, tedious, not really interesting, you know, romp about ghosts and haunting, and ends with freaking a changing room and talking dogs. So many questions abound. What spell turned these these people into dogs? Who were they before they were dogs? Why dogs? Why not regular dogs? They're why ghost dogs? Why is it both a ghost story and an animal changing story? Why were they so comfortable living in Cooper and Fergie's bodies despite the fact that they're centuries old? How long were they going to do that for? Were... Cooper's parents going to notice that his son's body is now inhibited by a century-old person? <laughs> this, uh, I don't like to speak badly of the master, R.L. Stein. But, um, this, this is bad. This is, this is not a good, the changing, the changing room 
silence, silence when you're in the changing room, that is bad. It could that you know, if you want that to be the story, make that the whole story. Don't make it this thing about ghosts appearing and disappearing. You know, that's two separate stories they're just crammed together and um it's not it's not very good. Um yeah, this uh this sinks to the bottom of the list below Monster Blood One and um you can't scare me. I'm sure there was another one I didn't really like. Curse the Mummy's Tomb wasn't that great. Anyway, this is not a good Goosebumps book. I remembered so little about this, rereading it. You know, this was never one I reread as a child. For good reason, I won't reread this again. <sighs> but hey, tomorrow is another day. And the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh, but it's getting mighty dark. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. Please join me next time, which I discuss Goosebumps number 33, the horror of Camp Jelly Jam, with a very, very special guest. I'm kidding, it's just a very special guest. As always, thank you for watching. And please, stay special. Why are you watching this? Is this how you envisioned your life? This is how I envisioned mine. It's a doggone nightmare. I say that about my morning commute every day.